Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Next, on the OHIO podcast, we remember the greatness that was Dwayne Haskins. We discuss the commitment of Malik Hartford and preview this Saturday's spring game before Eric interviews former Ohio State trainer Carl Hugler. And that all starts right now. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, no question who wins. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OHIO! Welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. Um, Just going to jump right in, folks. You know how the drill goes. If you're not satisfied with pickup games and unranked matches, chances are you're aiming higher than most. At Spire, you'll train to be the best. Whether you're drawn to the pool track, mat, basketball, quarter, gaming controller, we provide the training you need to achieve your dream. Make our facilities your home or take advantage of free transportation services. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Visit Spire Cleveland. Of course, we have our big listener appreciation tailgate this upcoming Saturday at the Horseshoe. Yes, the spring Saturday, April 16th. We will be right outside the shoe in the northwest parking lot. We're going to be starting at 8 a.m. and going till 1030. So two and a half hour listener appreciation tailgate. If you've ever listened to us or are part of our Facebook page or whatever, and you are planning on being at the spring game, swing on by. We will post pictures of our location on our Facebook page and on our Twitter page so you know exactly where we're at Saturday morning. Swing by, say hi, get some breakfast, and uh, we're planning on sitting together as a as a listening audience and a OHIO podcast family. I've got some seats picked out for all of you, so if you've never learned about the secret of D-Deck, you're going to find out the best seats in the house so we're looking i am joined tonight by my co-hosts chris wild and nick delanitis this evening guys we start off with a little bit of Dwayne haskins passed away by now if you're listening to this podcast you've already know that an unfortunate event happened yesterday in florida 
where he was struck by an automobile and uh, and was killed. And it's just a tragic thing. But today we're going to remember Dwayne Haskins. Um, let's start off with this. Chris, I'm going to go with you first. Give me your best Dwayne Haskins memory, man. What what jumps to your mind when you think about in Scarlet and Gray? Uh, you know, as, as far as on the field goes, I would definitely say, you know, he's had he had a lot of great ones during that 2018 season. But I'm going to go back to 2017 when he first stepped on the field against that team up north. You know, the Buckeyes trailing 20 to 14 in Ann Arbor. He comes out there. All he does is go six for seven, 94 yards, hits that big, you know, third and 13 play goes for 27 yards to Austin Mack. Follows that up with what, about a 22-yard run shortly thereafter. Uh, just came out and just, you know, put put his stamp on Buckeye Nation at that point uh, for what we were going to see going forward. Uh, so on the field, I would have to say that. Off the field, Eric, honestly, it, I'd never seen the full five-and-a-half-minute video, whatever it was, until recently. We'd all seen clips of that little... Uh, you know, little Dwayne Haskins <laughs> yeah. at, at the at the Woody, uh, you know, where he says, I'm going to go to college here. I'm going to put mm-hmm. quarterback here. Uh, but I saw that whole video. And, and, and at the same time, you know, it, it's heartwarming to know that this kid got to live his dream. But at the same time, just so heartbreaking at the same time to think that this kid who you know, 24 years old, did so much at Ohio State. Somebody who I think with the retirement of Ben Roethlisberger was going to get another chance here in, in the NFL. Uh, you know, just lost long before his time. And, uh, you know, Jay Richardson w- had a comment the other day about how we tend to focus as football fans. Our mind go immediately to what he pre- what he did on the field. But, man, I don't know if you've read all the all the comments out there by all of his teammates and and his friends, uh, but, you know, as great as he was on the field, it just seems that he was twice as great off the field. So it definitely just a huge loss, not only for, for Buckeye Nation, but just for the sports world in general. Nick Delanitis, your thoughts, my man, on Dwayne Haskins? My favorite memory of him in the scarlet and gray um, on the field definitely has to be the 62 to 39 beating um, from the team up that he put on the team up north. Revenge tour, wasn't it? Wasn't that the revenge tour? That was the revenge tour. I was at that game. Yeah. I was at that game and I just rewatched it um, earlier today and a lot of all that stuff just started coming back, you know, like the memory of being in the stadium and everything and you know that that's one of my favorite memories of him, and then I got to then I also, um, you know, the performance he had in the Big Ten championship game against yes. Northwestern was great. I, I I think we both were at that game, Eric. Yeah, if I'm we not were. Mistaken. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just such a great performance by him. Um, obviously, favorite memory of the kid off the field, or is the video of him as a kid. Yeah, you know. Oh, you're going to come to school here? Yeah, Dad, and I'm going to be the quarterback, too. <laughs> you know, it's just, you'll see that video, 
you know, like it's hard not to go back to that video and watch it, you know. And when you watch it, then you then you remember what just happened. It it's humbling in yeah. a way, you know. Um, that it's like at any moment it can all be taken away from you. <clears throat> my my Dwayne Haskins memory, and thank you, Nick, for bringing up the Big Ten championship game against Northwestern. That that was there. I was there. That was awesome. But how about two weeks before that against Maryland in the in the overtime? Like he absolutely oh, yeah. refused to yes. lose that game. He was twenty eight of thirty eight, four hundred and five yards, three touchdowns, only one pick. He willed that team to victory. And and if they lose that game the following week against that team up north, doesn't matter. Because we wouldn't have been even if even uh, even a Michigan even if we beat Michigan. We still wouldn't have gone to the Big Ten championship game. So we had to win that football game. And he absolutely willed them to victory no matter what. Oh, he had a uh, three-yard dive into the end zone in overtime. With two two uh, terps on his back, if I yeah. recall. Like, he got hit at, like, the three-yard line and, like, carried him in. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that, that game, he just I remember just thinking he is refusing to lose this game. Thankfully, a bad pass on a two-point conversion in overtime, sealed the deal for us there. But that was the first thing that popped in my mind when thinking about Dwayne Haskins. I thought a lot of the love that he got from his former teammates, like you mentioned, Chris, Urban Meyer put a nice little tweet out about him. Ryan Day changed his Twitter profile to a picture of him and Dwayne Haskins, and he um, – they had the little thing uh, last night. They're at the shoe at 7 o'clock in his honor. I hope they leave that up for the spring game and they make that kind of like a, a makeshift um, place for people to go and visit and honor him this weekend. Uh, they obviously will have something this weekend at the uh, spring game in his honor. I'm, I'm excited think, th- in, in, to see what they do because Ohio state does things right when it comes to that stuff. Go ahead, Nick. I yeah. was going to say, I think for the spring game, I think it'd be cool if every player wore seven. I don't know if they'll be able to do that, but at least maybe have seven on their helmets, you know? Yeah. Like, just, you know, instead of maybe the Buckeye leaves on the helmet, just put a seven decal on there. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, they'll do something, obviously. Ohio State does it right, like I yeah. said. And then I, well, I'll be interested to see if they if they honor him with some kind of maybe sticker on the back of the helmet that has like DH or something on it um, throughout the season. But um, just terrible, terrible news, man. When, when my wife – she came running into the to the living room and she told me I did, I was just in shock and then I get online and of course Chris has already messaged me and and I I was just it seemed like I was in a, a daze all day long like is this real you know like so so crazy but uh, we don't want to dwell on all of that today but I wanted to give Chris and Nick the opportunity to say. What they think of, you know, what they remember about the young men. Anything else you guys would like to say before we we turn the page and and move on to the week that was for Ohio State? Well, can, can I just say to you, I, I want to give a big shout out here to Brian Hartline and Cardale Jones as well, because there were some really ignorant comments made that they addressed in a very professional manner. Yep. Uh, Adam Schefter, who I'm not a big fan of to begin with, and then. Uh, I'm sure that you've probably seen the Gilbrandt comments as well, which were just Shepard's comments look, you know, intelligent. That's how right. bad they were. And 
you know, just a huge shout out to Brian Hartline and Cordell Jones for coming out and setting the record straight and, and setting these guys right for that. Yeah, good, good, good on you, Chris, for bringing that up. Real quick, um, the record books. Can we go there real fast? Absolutely. Single, single season record. Dwayne Haskins is number one for with 4,831 yards back in that 2018 season. Um, he's number one right now. He had the – listen to this record. It's unbelievable. He had the second, fourth, sixth, eighth, and tenth greatest games of all time throwing the football at Ohio State. Okay, so until C.J. Stroud destroyed it in the Rose Bowl, he was number one. Um, let's see, single season touchdowns. He's number one with fifty. Um, gosh, he's not. He had one season with fifty touchdown passes, and a single season, guys. And he's and so that puts him, I believe, in the top ten in career. <laughs> so. In just one season. Yeah, he has 54. He's tied with Troy Smith. Yep. And, and, of course, he had a couple. He had, I guess that means he had four in 2017, but he had 50 in 2018. Just unbelievable. Single game uh, touchdown passes. I think he had five multiple times. Actually, he had six multiple he times. He had six and against five. Indiana. Six against Indiana, six against Michigan in 2018. That's good enough to be tied for first with Stroud, Fields, Barrett, and uh, smooth jazz Kenny Guyton. And then he also had five against Oregon State, Tulane, and Northwestern. I was at all three of those games. That's awesome. So those are some of his records, guys. It's just incredible what he did in one single season. Uh, Just you look at that and you you think that he, for one year – had pure greatness. And I said it this morning on a message. I put in a tweet. I would have loved to have seen 2019's defense coupled with 2018's offense. Oh, hmm. well, that, that'd have been national championship guys. I just, Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. 2019's offense I mean, wasn't bad, but it wasn't 2018, you know, go ahead. I mean, man. one call goes different in 2019 and we are the national champions. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Um, if I could just say one thing about sure. Dwayne, um, and it's this. We don't know him as, as the person, right? Um, so we talk about like you know his stats, but it is something that when a coach of you know his former coaches, his former teammates speak about him, they you don't hear what he was like, oh, like he was this great quarter, you know, and all this stuff. You hear what type of a person he was. And to me, what that tells me, what type of a person he was, is he was a very friendly individual and probably didn't know a stranger right? type of guy. And, you know, when they talk about him like that, that's to me, it, it shows that he made relationships everywhere he went beyond the game of football. He had an infectious smile. Man. Yeah. Oh, he did. Going to be missed. He's going to be missed. Um, our our thoughts and, and prayers for the Haskins family. I, I can't even imagine at this time. All right, guys, we did get a, a commit this week. <clears throat> Another Ohio kid, safety Malik Hartford. Chris, why don't you tell me a little bit about this guy? Well, I'll tell you what, Eric. I lo- absolutely love this kid. Six foot, two and a half. Uh, safety out of Lakota West High School in Westchester, of course. I saw the highlight film, and instantly three things jumped out at me, Eric. 
physicality, athleticism, and great instinct. Uh, you know, very physical. He hits like an old school safety. Uh, his tackling seems strong, although in the video, we didn't see a lot of ta- pure tackling. It was a lot of impact. Right. Uh, you know, hitting guys high, knocking them down, hitting guys low, upending them, and just exerting his dominance on everybody coming up, whether it was in coverage or coming up into the run game, just brutal hits. Uh, some of the best footage, of course, special teams. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, sprinting downfield, he just literally shoves a guy down who's bigger than him without even breaking stride. Uh, you know, he also was the long snapper for Lakota West. <laughs> he, he had a play where he shed a block and sprinted <laughs> downfield and tackled the return man. He was the first guy down the field. I know. Just amazing. Uh, you know, and then athletically, he just makes it look easy. Yeah. He's got good speed. His motion is very fluid, good footwork in his back pedal. I think he's got great hip action. He can obviously pivot, change directions almost effortlessly. Uh, guys, this kid, to me, tremendous instinct and ball awareness. He seems to know where the ball is going, when it's going to be there. And, man, he times those hits just right to separate that ball and receiver. Uh, you know, there were times in coverage where he looked like the receiver himself, you know, just turning and, and basically turning his body and squirming himself into a receiver-type position to, to make catches. He had another one where he collided with the guy and made the tough catch anyhow on the interception. You know, everything about this kid is great. His head's on a constant swivel. He's looking for that ball. I'm telling you right now, I truly believe before he even gets to campus, this kid walks in and gets playing time on special teams day one, and he is in the two deep right now. And I can't wait to see what a full college offense does for him. Some quality time with Coach Mick and gets him a little bigger, maybe in that upper body. And I'm excited about what's going to happen when we see him and Sonny Styles take the field together. Mm. Mm. Good one there. I didn't even think about that, Chris. Uh, so you, the, you're talking about that play where he was the long snapper on special yeah. teams. and I've never seen that before. Well, first off, no. there's a long snapper that's his size. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he's he's not a, a, a lineman here. But yet this kid literally, when you say the kid can do it all, I mean, he really just showed you he can do it all. And then to do that and then run down the field and make the tackle and be the first one down the field. It's like, yeah, first wow. contact. Yeah. Uh, here's my notes. They're, they're very similar to yours, Chris. I said he's a true center fielder with great field awareness. He isn't afraid of contact. He is a big hitter. Um, can and will play downhill and will play the line of scrimmage if necessary, which I thought was very interesting. He lined up kind of in that uh, outside linebacker position a little bit from time to time um, as well and and played the run extremely well. So that only bodes well for him as the safety to be able to read the play, know that it's a run, and know where the ball's going to be. A um, few highlights of him on offense. I believe he was a, a receiver a couple times, so he does have good ball skills. 
I uh, love to see that from my defensive backs where they're playing both ways and playing receivers well. I think that only helps them at the next level in learning how to track the ball from a defensive position. Um, he will stand out on special teams right away. Like you said, Chris, he's going to be a special teamer day one, and I think he will make an impact on special teams in day one. Uh, let's see here real fast. 247 Sports has him ranked 90th in their rankings, 205th in the composite. So 247 Sports is much higher on him than some of the other um, recruiting services. But uh, we'll take the composite here, and he's the 20th ranked safety and fourth in Ohio. Uh, 247 believe he's the fifth best safety in the nation and the second best athlete in the state of Ohio. Nick, any thoughts on Malik Hartford if you got a chance to watch his film? Yeah, so um, the best, th- the one thing that I like about him the most, and it's something you can't teach, is his first step. His first step off the ball, like, is is so quick for his age. It's it's unreal, and I have a feeling he is going to be our nickel or bandit safety. Okay. That's yeah. I, I that's where I think he's gonna fit in as as the bandit or nickel safety because when you, if you can close down and tackle like him, that is what your nickel safety needs to do. Mm-hmm. And your and if you need him to be the bandit, the boundary guy, that's what you need him to do to be able to close down that boundary ASAP and get to the ball, right? Right. And he's just phenomenal at it and. Like you guys, I mean, like our, you guys already said. I mean, his field awareness, his ball locating abilities are all there. But what to me, what just set him apart from the other safeties I watched in this class is his first step. Is you can't just teach that, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's like I said, he's a fourth kiddo from Ohio to join this class. He joins Luke Montgomery, uh, Joshua Padilla. Or Padilla, we still haven't determined what that one is. His last name is, uh, and Will Smith as the the in-state uh, prospects to uh, join this class. Uh, he's also the second safety in this class, along with Cedric Hawkins from uh, from Florida. And it sounds like they're going to take at least one more safety in this class, so three safeties. Um, <clears throat> also, a little on the recruiting news here. And, oh, and before I get there, Chris, I believe he was in the top 10 that we did a few weeks ago where we said yes. here's on their wish list and he's one of the kids on there. I'm pretty sure he's yes. on there. So you can say that that they're one for one on that wish list now. So good for yeah. the recruiting class there. Um, now, moving forward, uh, this I think it's Tuesday. So uh, if you're listening to this, it might be the very next day if you're listening to this on Monday. Uh, running back uh, Mark Fletcher from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, American Heritage High School, is going to make his announcement. Uh, he's a four-star running back, ranked uh, the eighth eighth best running back in the nation, uh, ranked 153rd nationally. He is making his commitment on Tuesday, and the – the uh, crystal balls are flying in for the Buckeyes. So we yeah, might be getting another boom. He's a big boy. He's 6'1", 225. So the, wor- the, the, the thinking is that he's going to be kind of like a short yardage third down back 
type of guy, type of body here to go with some of the quicker scat backs that we've got currently. So interesting little difference there. He's in the vein of I don't want to say Beanie Wells. I don't know that he's that good, but maybe you know some of the other bigger backs we've had in, in, in the past years. Um, so we'll see. But we'll be talking a little bit about him. I have a feeling here in a week uh, as well. So just kind of if you're if you're into recruiting, you want to look up Mark Fletcher. Uh, check out his check out his tape because I think we're going to be talking about him in a week. Seems like. All right, guys. Now let's get into the good stuff, man. This Saturday's the spring game. On a scale of one to ten, Nick, how excited are you, man? I'm I'm excited just for Buckeye football to be back, you know. Um, <laughs> after a disappointing basketball season, um, it's exciting to have our Buckeyes finally back um, this Saturday. Now, I yeah. I want to see what our defense is doing. Oh, you okay. know what the yeah. offense is going to do, but I'm when I'm there Saturday, I'm looking at what our defensive packages right. are. Hold on to that, man. We'll okay. get to that in a second. Chris, skill one to ten, brother. What do you got for me? Eleven. <laughs> Here Eleven. we go. Yes. I am so pumped up for this Saturday, Eric. It is. I, I just can't wait. I, I I am so eager to see these guys back on the field. You know, and, and even if it's game simulation mode, just just to see them get out there, pretend to hit a little bit, you know, play that two hand touch. But just to see what's going to happen, uh, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's time. It's time. You know, th- this is the kickoff to where, you know, we really kick into full gear, I think, starting after the spring game, Eric, and I'm just pumped for it. Yeah, I, I am as well. Give give me, a, give me a 10 or 11, as you like to say, Chris. Uh, turn it up to 11, little spinal tap reference there. <laughs> I, I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited for the tailgate. I hope to meet a lot of you who are listening, um, if I haven't met you already, and some of our friends who we have. Just looking forward to a good time. Um, maybe Travis will be there to play cornhole and destroy us. Travis, by the way, a uh, Travis Jordan, who is a, a um, he's an amateur cornhole player, but he goes to tournaments and wins first place. Good friend of mine. Uh, he's ranked second in the state. And I think he's now him and his partner are ranked in the top 10 in the nation. And he asked me if the OHIO podcast would like to sponsor him for an, an event that he was going to in Michigan. And I said, absolutely. Let's do that. So he got to wear our OHIO podcast hats and shirts and beat a bunch of Wolverines at Cornhole, man. So <laughs> maybe he can show up and be there and play a little Cornhole with us. I don't know. But uh, really looking forward to it. And uh, make sure all of you are – you know that you are invited to come out. We'd love to, to meet all of you. All right. Let's dive into what we expect, what we're looking for. Nick, you are excited for this defense, man, obviously. So give me something about this defense you're going to be watching for. What do you want to see here Saturday? I want to see us return back to an Ohio State defense. Listen, if we had a defense last year that could have stopped somebody – let's just be honest, we would have been in the playoff, right? Not saying we would have won the title – but we would have been in the college football playoff again. And I know this is going to sound harsh to some fans, but this is a criticizing moment. 
our defense was below average last year. That's not Ohio State defense. That's not how we play defense, right? I want to see us get back to stopping the run and being a no-fly zone. You know, now, obviously, we're going to give up yardage and everything, and you're going to give up points because that's just the way football goes, right? You're not going to call the perfect play every single time on defense, right? Sometimes guys are going to be out of position. That's okay. But I want to get back to the days where we are beating Minnesota Rutgers 63 to nothing. You know, where Purdue isn't a worry of ours. You know, that those are the days I want to get back to. And so what does that mean? Improvement in our linebacker position. Our defensive ends need to start getting pressure on the quarterback. So those are two things I'm going to be looking at. Three is how well our corners are covering. And then and then it's the safeties. Are they being ball hawks? Are they getting to the ball? You know, when those when it's those deep passes that I know Ryan's going to take, you know, Saturday, he's going to take those deep balls because we love doing it. If they can make those windows tight for the receiver when the ball gets there, they're doing their job. Yeah. You know, and we haven't done that. We've played 15 yards soft coverage like we're in the NFL. We have been a 4-3-4 Manila soft as poop defense, man, for the last two years. And if any indication of what we're hearing coming out of offensive players are really struggling to, to figure out this defense. If that's any indication, I think we're, we're definitely going to be at least closer to being back to what we were like you talked about, Nick. Chris, what are you looking for Saturday, my man? Well, you know, Nick stole a little bit of my thunder there. My number one, obviously, was I wanted to see that back seven on the defense. You know, I want to see, A, who is going to step up and take that lead at linebacker. Now, I think we all have our suspicions, but I want to see, you know, real, you know, real progress at that position, which I think was definitely one of our weakest last year. Uh, I also want to see this defensive backfield, specifically, you know, Tanner McAllister, uh, we've got Josh Proctor probably not playing, is my understanding. Uh, Ransom's not going to be ready to play. So this is a good opportunity for some of these young guys to get in there and show what they got. And when I mentioned the young guys, one of them I'm talking specifically about is Kai Stokes, who just lost his black stripe. Uh, I want to see him get in there. You know, obviously, we've lost... Legend Cavazos, Craig Young, uh, Bryson Shaw, which I don't know whether that's also an upgrade, but, uh, you know, I think we need to see a lot because that definitely is going to hit our depth a lot in that defensive backfield. So I want to see how these young guys come out and perform and and give some confidence that that depth is going to be there and see if we have somebody that comes out like Ronnie Hickman did last year puts on a show and wins himself a starting spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving over to the other side of the ball, Nick, what about the offense? What are you going to be looking for from the offensive side of the ball? Um, 
on the offensive side of the ball, can we open some running leads for, for Travion Henderson? That kid is so fast that it's very, very concerning that we cannot get our offensive line to be physical enough to be able to run the ball consistently with him. That's yeah, the- <clears throat> that offensive line. Well, well, I guess what I could to kind of piggyback off that, Nick, I think the offensive line, I think they're going to make a step forward in the running department. I think the changes that uh, Ryan Day made, I don't know that we're going to see necessarily that on Saturday, given the, the spring game type of, I guess you would say uh, how he would, how he's going to run it. It's probably going to be glorified to and tap for the first string. But I think the depth on that offensive line needs to be watched. And if they go to the second string and they're allowed to start tackling and hitting and the quarterbacks are getting bothered because the offensive line just can't pick up a blitz, then I think that's something to be concerned about and watch about. But I think you make a very good point. Chris, what's number two on your list, man? Well, let's talk about it. Who is number two? I mean, we know who QB1 is in Columbus this season. He was a Heisman finalist last year. I think he's going to have potentially an even better year this year. But who is going to be QB2? I mean, conventional wisdom says it's Kyle McCord. He's got a year long in the system. He had an okay season last year as the backup. But I'll tell you, we're hearing an awful lot of great things about Devin Brown. So is it possible that he leaps McCord on the depth chart? I, I want to see Devin Brown. I hear all these great things. I want to see what he does on the field. That's on my list as well, Chris. No doubt about it. Um, I don't know that he can do it. I, I, I mean, obviously, Ryan Day is not going to reveal that if he does because he doesn't want one of them to jump in the transfer portal right away. Right. But, but Ryan Day's uh, his talking up of Kyle McCord this offseason could be either because Kyle McCord is making those strides and he is the number two or he just doesn't want him to leave. And Devin Brown really is the real deal. And maybe that's what we see. Maybe that is – maybe we see Devin Brown come out there and it doesn't look like he's a true freshman in the horseshoe. Uh, he's just slinging the ball around, having a, having a great day. But spring ball can also can be very deceiving, you know. Um, <clears throat> it's not exactly the real thing. So, you know, it's more of a controlled environment. But, yeah, how does he go through his – read progressions that sounds like something Aaron would say like is he is he checking down is he looking for the second and third receiver or is he look you know rattled <clears throat> so we'll see how that goes for him Nick do you have anything else that you're going to be watching for Saturday in the shoe when the scarlet and gray take the field for this spring game um yeah actually I'm actually interested to see if we see a little bit of Kate Stover on defense um I know I know it was his decision um to move back to the offensive side of the ball um but my personal feeling is is he added a swagger back to our linebacking core right that swagger that like ryan shazier had uh baron browning had you know um darren lee had that same type of swagger right like uh james laurinitis aj hawk type of guys right um so I'd be I'm just interested to see maybe he goes, hey, coach, I, I you know, we ran first team. I know. Can, can I just get out there with the second team and run some linebacker, you know, um, 
if he does and we can give him some spots at linebacker, I would really love to see some of that because when he played in the Rose Bowl, it was phenomenal to watch. Yes, absolutely. Chris, what's uh, what's next on your list, man? I want to see a little bit of that rush package. You know, the, they were talking about getting the best four guys out there on that line who can wreak havoc. I want to see who they think those best four are. Uh, you know, a big problem we've had, and part of the, the reason that the defensive backs have struggled a little bit here recently, is I think we just do not get enough pressure on the quarterback. So I want to see, is it going to be the, the, the four young guys that come out there? Is it going to be Harrison? Is he shown enough to get back out there? Is it going to be, you know, we, like we said uh, last week, Teron Vincent's had some good play this uh, this spring. So is he gonna be, who is going to be that elite rush package for us? Nice. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to see the Leo but or, or the Jack, as I guess as they're calling it, but I would like to – I'm very interested to see if if Jim Knowles is allowed to call some different defenses. Will Will Ryan Day make him say, "Hey, let's just play a base four-two-five uh, today and just leave it at that," or is he going to let Jim Knowles dial some stuff up? And if he does, what does that look like? You know, uh, I think that'll be very interesting. But Do let you, me go I, ahead, Nick. Quick, quick question: Like, since we're talking about that, right? Um, going into the season, right? Do you think? Ryan is going to say, Jim, you're calling defensive plays. Yeah. He, oh, hi- he hired him to do exactly that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said he said he wanted a head coach on the defense, so he didn't have to worry about it. Or, or And I, I believe 100% Jim Knowles will be calling that defense from the very first snap. But in answer to your like question, it. Eric, I think it's going to be very vanilla this week. Yeah, I do I too. I think that. I think that Marcus Freeman is going to be the first victim. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't think it's I going think to be Vanilla from the back defense and just unleash on Notre Dame that first week to put everybody on notice. Nick, you don't think it's going to be a vanilla defense this Saturday? You think he's going to dial stuff up at the spring game? I'm not going to say he's going to show the entirety of what he has planned, but I think you're going to see some. Blitz packaging um, that's maybe a little more complicated, right? You're going to see that here just because, um, you know, even though this may be a glorified two-hand touch game, um, this is really kind of where you do get to see guys going full pace, right? And you get right. to see those kind of in a live action um, outside of the pra- outside of the Woody, you know, practice facility. So I think you may see a little bit more of a flavorful defense you know, Saturday, I'm not saying you're going to see everything, but you may see some of those just because he may say, okay, well, we did this really well in practice. How is this going to look out there when we're going full speed and we don't know what the offense is running, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, This is going to sound really dorky. I'm looking forward to the band, man. Oh, the full halftime show is going to be great. I miss it. Yeah. I miss the band. Um, I know we got it last year to, you know, last year was kind of the the post COVID season, I guess you could say. And we had the band back and things, but man, there's just something about when hearing the band taking the field script, Ohio just feels right, man. I can't wait for that. And, uh, and another thing I love to watch at the spring game is all of the players who come back, who get honored. 
you know? Yes. That's always a lot of fun to see, you know, who's going to be there, who's going to show up for the spring game, uh, what players, you know, uh, I, I think they're going to honor probably the women's hockey team who won the, uh, um, national championship this national year. Title, yeah. yeah. So I think that's going to be cool. I love all the extra stuff too. Um, anything else, Chris, you got another one? No, no, I'm just, I, I'm pumped up, Eric. Can't wait to get down there. Can't wait to start that tailgate bright and early. Have a <laughs> lot of fun. Go just get a glimpse of what we have in store for us this fall. I'm pumped. I'm ready. Wait, let's just go down there now, Eric. Let's, let's do it. A week off of work. Let's just go <laughs> set up right now. We'll have a week-long tailgate. That would be awesome. I would love that. Nick, what do you think, man? You got anything else you're looking forward to, or you just want to just get down there like Chris and I and, and get, get our Buckeye swag on? Yeah, man, I'm just ready to get down there and see what Jim Knowles' defense looks like in person. You know, because you can you can see a little bit on the practice film tape, but I, I can't wait to just see what it, it's what he's like in person down there. You know. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be really neat too, because we might see. Uh, you might actually, if 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 you're to kind of give you all kind of a little uh, a, a little uh, secret, if you stay at the north end zone where the players' families can go in, you might run into some pretty legendary Buckeyes because there are a lot of of uh, walk-ons who are going to play this this Saturday whose dads played at Ohio State. I'm talking about Orlando Pace, yes. Kirk Herbstreet, guys like that. They're going to be there this Saturday more than likely. If you want to hang out near the, near the north end zone where the uh, players' families go in, you might want to just check that out and see if you can't grab a picture or say hi to some of these guys. A lot of them will absolutely take time out to give you an autograph, say hi, and get a picture um, that type of thing. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to see those guys as well. If we run into any of them. And I always love in the, at the end of the spring game, when those walk-ons get a chance to play, man, it is, it is their highlight for the year, dude. They get beat up all year long being on scout team and come the spring game. The coaches usually throw them a bone and let them play a little bit at the end. So absolutely ready to get back to the horseshoe, get our Buckeye swag on again. This Saturday, April 16th, right outside of the Horseshoe in the Northwest parking lot, we'll have a nice uh, Buckeye tent up. Uh, We'll try to have a table out with our logo on it. I will take a picture for all of you so you know our exact location early that morning. We're going to have some breakfast, going to play some games. We'll have some of our T-shirts there, maybe some of our hats for those of you as well who are interested it's going to be a lot of fun. You can meet Nick, Chris, myself. Uh, we'll be there with bells on, as they say, uh, to meet and greet all of you. And, of course, this is our way of saying thank you for listening to us blab about Ohio State each and every single week. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back. I'm going to interview my best friend in the whole wide world, Carl Hugler, who was a uh, on the uh, student staff. Uh, he was on the staff there. Uh, when Earl Bruce was coach uh, as a uh, student trainer, and he's got some great stories for all of you. So hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. The OHIO podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at onlinemastermind.com. 
Bowman.com. And welcome back to the OHIO podcast, everybody. And I'm now joined by my very best friend in the whole wide world, Mr. Carl Hugler is with me. And uh, this is a treat for me because uh, I've known Carl now for about eight years and we hit it off eight years ago at church and we have been to a lot of games together now and he's got a awesome Ohio State back backstory I guess we'll say that I would love for him to share with all of you so Carl why don't you tell everybody when you were at Ohio State and what you were doing while you were there yeah I was at Ohio State from uh, 1979 to 84 and uh, over that period of time, you end up working about seven different sports as an athletic student trainer. And uh, every year you work football unless you're traveling. Uh, I was very blessed and thankful to be there Earl Bruce's first year, uh, undefeated the season, and uh, a lot of memories and uh, uh, different players over the years and uh, a lot of different sports. But, of course, football is my favorite, but uh, it was a great career as as an athletic trainer and a student. So uh, go ahead and share with everybody some of your favorite stories while you were a trainer with the football team. Okay. I would say is one of the favorite ones is probably uh, my first year there in 79 and being a freshman and student trainer. And, and uh, you, do, you don't get a chance to travel as a trainer with a football team as far as a bowl game until your senior year. And one of the student trainers at the time was uh, sick, and I got elected to go with the team out to the Rose Bowl, which would be uh, January 1 of 1980, against USC, which we lost by one point. But what experience that was to be with that, that team that year for the whole season, and Coach Bruce and the entire staff, and uh, have an opportunity to go to the bowl game, and uh, very exciting. Now, you also got to go to another bowl game, too. Uh, later on so share with everybody which bowl game that was and your experience when you were out there in Cali yeah yeah my last year uh, traveling with the team was 1982 uh, that season uh, we lost let's see we beat Michigan at home uh, did not go to the Rose Bowl we went to the Holly Bowl and the Holly Bowl it was out in San Diego California we was out there 10 days uh, what experience that was we played uh, BYU and that's when BYU had Steve Young uh, we weren't favored in that game. We ended up winning 47-17. Uh, also, during the week, we had a lot of different – went to the zoo, but one of them is, I really enjoyed the most. We were on an aircraft carrier. Uh, and the band up there did Script Ohio on top of the Navy aircraft carrier out there in San Diego, California. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so who were some of your favorite players? I know you you share a story of Keith Byers. That's always one of the uh, one of my favorites to hear you talk about. But who were some of your favorite players? And uh, maybe some, uh, some behind-the-scenes back when you were a student trainer uh, getting some ankles wrapped and things of that nature. Uh, well, reference to Keith Byers, uh, you know, you get to the point where you – you're there as a freshman up to your senior year with football and certain players have their favorites as far as trainers getting taped and everybody got taped of course their ankles practice of course game time but if it was a tv game keith Byers wanted me to tape his forearms up because he just he would say uh tape my guns carl you know and uh but uh you know it was it was a great experience uh, uh another player I, I thought a lot meant a lot to me was uh mike tomazak a quarterback 
uh, a gentleman, a scholar, uh, and had uh, actually when I was there, they had the only Rhodes Scholar ever, which was uh, Mike Lanise, and then uh, John Frank uh, tied in and went to the Forty Niners. Uh, I always taped him up, and uh, he ended up being an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, Jim Lachey, All Pro, and eventually, and with the uh, well, one of the Hogs, I guess, with the Redskins, yeah. but. Uh, you know, a lot of great memories with different players, and uh, Coach Bruce was just, uh, to me, was a mold of Woody Hayes. I had opportunity to meet Woody Hayes several times, but Coach Bruce was all focused, all business, and a great man and, and a, a great coach. So, what is, this is going to be a tough one for you, Carl. What what is your favorite Buckeye game that either you've ever attended or got to be a part of, and who's your all time favorite Buckeye? Oh mercy, baby! Wow, that's a that's there's many that's a difficult one. Many many players and so forth, but probably uh, probably the game that stood out the most would probably be the uh, my final game in the shoe. That was 1982. Uh, like I said earlier, Michigan had locked up the Rose Bowl, and um, we beat that at home. Beat them at home, and uh, that was awesome. One that you know didn't win the Big Ten that year, but we beat Michigan, the team up north. That's all that matters. I remember getting behind big old Jim Lachey when the fans stormed the field. I said, "I'm going to get behind you, brother, because <laughs> you get me out of here." And I end up getting a game ball. And, and hit it for a long time in the in the locker room. Got it later, but uh, so I would say as far as that moment would be the uh, Michigan game, and then I would say the the two bowl games uh, that I talked about, the Holly Bowl and the Rose Bowl. And then as far as a favorite player, I would say overall I'd probably say uh, Keith Byers probably stands out more than anybody else. Uh, he always stayed focused, uh, just a good good Christian man and. It was, he is a great player, and uh, he he you know he treated you as he had a he had a kind heart. Um, a lot of players people have a misconception about a, a student athlete, and, uh, and and until you get unless you work with them, you have no idea yeah. that you know. For example, one last thing, I had to, we had to have our classes done by one o'clock, no matter what sport we're involved with. So it took me about five and a half years to get to college, but then you got the football players too. They had to, have, you know, they had a short time where uh, couldn't take as many classes because of practice and so forth. But I'd say Keith Byers, and I'd say the nineteen eighty two game against Michigan, my final game at home. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you and I going to Buckeye games. So, uh, so if I'm not attending with with my wife, a lot of times you and I are are going together as as buddies. You got season tickets, which, by the way, thank you for having season tickets, yeah, so I can go to some of the games. Um, you know, and, he, and 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 sometimes you've not been able to go, and you've just given me the tickets. Which thank you for that too. Which, oh yeah, the 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 come from behind game against Penn State. Travis and I went, and and I went in your place. Got to go to that game. That was amazing. But uh, you know, it seems like whenever I go with you to a game, we always run into somebody that you know. <laughs> like, yeah. like the one time you well, we ran into Earl Bruce. This is before he passed. Yeah. You got to see him and talk to him. Uh, last year, Jim Lachey, we ran into him. You yeah. spoke to him. Um, 
my gosh, there's so many times we've just ran into Cornelius people. Green. Cornelius Green that one time. Yeah, Corny. Orlando Pace. Orlando Pace. Yep. So many we've ran into. It's, it's, it's awesome. But what is your favorite part about going to the games, Carl? I, I would say the favorite part would be, you know, leading up to game time would be the tradition. Uh, there's many times that Brother Eric and I, we've gone to the uh, Skull Session, and you got St. John Arena, that's which I love. I mean, just packed, 13,000, and, you know, hear the band, and, and, and better yet, hear the, you know, the players come in, and some, you know, if, if you talk about the game, and, and, of course, the head coach and so forth. But, uh, you know, that part, and then the players, you know, of course, go across the street and they go in the north end of the stadium go across the field there but i would say probably the the skull session uh like brother eric said we've met a lot of former athletes there uh, that i knew or eric's known and just uh, what a blessing that is and especially seeing coach bruce the last time i saw him was 1982 the holly ball game and this is probably it was just when i we ran into coach bruce it was probably only two weeks after he dotted the I. Yeah. You know, I'd say the marching band and, you know, but once the game kicks off, the, you know, it's it's all business and we get, Eric, brother Eric, we get fired up, you know, but we have good, clean fun and, and I'm, I'm just thankful and blessed for brother Eric my life and uh, we, we love the Buckeyes and we, we always have a great time. There's never a dull moment. That that is for that is for sure. There's a lot of days. Uh, the next day at church on Sunday, Carl's got a cover for me because I can't talk from Amen. from yelling so hard and screaming. But um, so let's talk a little bit about Ryan Day and this team, Carl, and maybe what your expectations are going into the 2022 season. So I personally, I think Ryan Day is on the verge. I think of really something special i think he's recruited well enough to where this team has got depth at the right places i think they're building something i think he's corrected the the issues that we've seen on the defensive side what are your expectations for this year's team and and what are your expectations for ryan day moving forward yeah. well definitely coach ryan day is 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 the right man the coach for the high state buckeyes it, he's He's not only a great coach, he's offensive, uh, I guess, guru. He's really, of course, been a quarterback in himself. But uh, I have high expectations this year. Uh, like like Brother Eric said, he's he's filled the holes as far as defense, a great defensive coordinator with Knowles. And I expect big things this year. I think you're going to see, for the first time in quite a while, not just a offensive explosion like we had with Stroud and the whole team in general, but you're going to see a balanced team. You're going to see a defense that's going to be very confusing for other offenses. And I expect nothing but great things this year. And I'm looking forward to a Big Ten title and and and, and hopefully get to get to the playoffs. And I have no doubts in that. Yeah, I think that's definitely the expectations is to to win the Big Ten and get back to the playoffs. Um, I think that this team given the right circumstances and, pr- and improvements on defense, given what the expectations are on offense, this is definitely a playoff team. Um, you know, I, I definitely want another crack at Alabama. I think Ryan Day has shown that when he sets his mind on things, he, he learns 
and adapts. Look at how he, uh, the Clemson thing, uh, you know, oh, yeah. you lose the Clemson in the playoffs the very next year, you go back and you dominate them. I could see that definitely happening, happening for uh, Ryan Day moving forward. So one of the questions I ask everybody, Carl, and you're going to be no different here, is I'm going to ask you kind of a deeper question here. What does it mean to you to be a Buckeye? It's a tough one, yeah. A Buckeye to me means tradition. Uh, it means tradition. It means, uh, you know, a lot of memories. Uh, I've been a Buckeye for my first game, believe it or not, was 1969 in the shoe. I was at 13 years old. I was in Boy Scouts. And uh, a little quick story, I was just like the Redcoats, I guess, were helping seat people in their seats. And had two people in the wrong seats. The game was getting ready to start. This is the year after they won the national title. And uh, we were playing Texas Christian TCU. And the guy says, Sonny, I'm in my wrong seat. And I said, well, it's time to sit down because I'm here to watch the ball game. <laughs> so, uh, but they won 69 to nothing. But, you know, Buckeye mainly, first thing because my thought is tradition. Uh, winning, you know, just... Uh, a lot of great things with Ohio State being a Buckeye. I mean, proud, tradition, and uh, great memories and more to come, especially with Brother Eric going to the football games this year in 2022. That's it. We got the got the calendars marked already for uh, Notre Dame. But, hey, you'll be with me next week for the spring game. Yes. And so uh, the, those of you who are planning on coming out to the spring game and taking part in our uh, – pregame tailgate uh i guess you could say fan appreciation tailgate there at the shoe you'll get to meet carl and myself and and the rest of the bunch who are planning on being there so make sure you're out there for that but you got you got something else carl all right yeah one other thing a lot of people don't know this is back when i was there that <clears throat> of course you got the scarlet and gray uh or the spring game uh back then when earl was there and when i was his trainer the winning team for the scrimmage would get steak yeah the losing team would have uh, hot dogs and beans yeah so now i think the tradition is the losing team uh, at some point down the road has to uh, uh, help spread mulch landscaping. Uh, landscaping around all the i guess a buckeye grove where the all-american trees are at for each all-american ohio states so i just wanted to share that yeah, and if, you, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you like hot dogs just as much as you like steak, apparently. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So apparently he likes losing just as much as winning, apparently. Yeah, that's not yeah. <laughs> no kidding. All right. As always, we thank all of you for coming in and checking in. Be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH and sing Carmen, Ohio with all your heart. And until next time, OH! I owe. Go Bucks. Oh, come, let's sing, oh. Hios praise and songs through rain while our hearts rebounding thrill and joy which death alone can still. Summer's heat, oh, winter's cold. The seasons pass, the years will roll. Time.
time and change will surely show how firm thy friendship oh hi yo